0: It's Flo, and this is my impression of a tech-savvy royal family. Yes, yes, ever since the palace became Wi-Fi-enabled, it's become so easy to use the Name Your Price tool on Progressive.com. I do agree, my queen. Simply telling it what we want to spend and seeing all our policy options, I'll send a screenshot to Duke. The Duke of Kent? No, my friend Duke. We're in a group chat together. LOL.
1: It's easy to find insurance that fits your budget with
0: the Name Your Price tool at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state
1: law.
2: Welcome to the Rodawire Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings.com, the leader in daily fantasy sports. You can use the promo code Rotowire when you deposit now for a free contest entry today. All right, it is Wednesday, October 28th, week eight in the NFL. Already, week already, eight, already man. approaching. It's crazy. It's almost the halfway point in the season. I'm Nick Whalen. Joined as I always am on Wednesdays by Rotowire's Mike Doria. I still have on our little uh, podcast planning sheet that we have in front of us, I still have from last week, uh, another Pats win, another Jags loss, but that is not accurate this week. We are coming off of another Pats win, uh, as usual, but a win for the Jacksonville Jaguars
1: as well in London. An ugly win, but a win. You know, quality, entertaining win, you know, in London. And, uh, you know, they're rewarded now with a bye week. And I guess our users are rewarded with not having to hear – so much about the jaguars but hey that that what that was a quality win um you know what what's your take on that uh, any any anything to glean from a fantasy standpoint there that we didn't already know
2: well i was pretty fed up with the jaguars i think i made that known on the last podcast i was pretty fed up after a series of just kind of bad losses in a row i told myself i was going to you know meet up with some friends saturday night hopefully stay out late and just sleep through the jag's game but as it would has luck would have it i woke up at around 10 our time so that was pretty much right at halftime which worked out well and ended up catching the second half so I saw the collapse uh and I saw the the brief comeback I mean, they never fell down by by more than a touchdown so Blake Bortles able to find Alan Hearns late in the fourth quarter I don't know it it was not the the most satisfying of wins I guess um but still a win's a win this is a you know even though this Buffalo team was missing some weapons obviously they missed their starting quarterback and arguably their two top receivers some pretty big weapons you know they're still a decent team, and a win is a win in the NFL. Uh, but like you said, Jacksonville's on by this week. Washington also on by. Philadelphia on by, and then Buffalo as well. After that London game, we have another London game this week. Detroit yeah, and that, Kansas that City. Means so, another five thirty a.m. wake up call. For yeah, me yeah, on, yeah, that's great for you. Not, <laughs> for me, I get to sleep in. That's really, not an ideal situation for you. But now yeah. the, the people of London have been treated to Dolphins, Jets, Jags, Bills, and um, now Kansas City and Detroit. So. I don't know if is this the way to spread uh, football. You know, the uh, Kansas
1: City Detroit matchup maybe isn't super exciting at the moment, but I think you know b- at the beginning of the season that that didn't sound too bad on paper. No, we were thinking that Detroit was going to have the high octane offense. Uh, we obviously didn't expect Jamal Charles to be out of the mix now. So I don't know. It's uh, I guess the main impact for me is that I have to get up at five thirty in the morning, and it's uh, it's hard to find premium. Uh, quality coffee in madison at that time i uh i'm left uh to 7-eleven or mcdonald's no, we, we just
2: got a new roto coffee maker in the office on i think it was on monday you yeah, had to give but, that uh, thing a whirl, mike
1: you know the high-end artisanal coffee places don't open till seven o'clock so uh yeah i was uh i was fueled by 7-eleven coffee and this that's not a shameless plug that's just a no shout out to 7-eleven yeah they're open thanks guys
2: All right, so just a reminder before we get into our team-by-team injury breakdowns, the podcast and all of our RotoWire podcasts are available on iTunes. They're also available on Stitcher. Uh, We'd appreciate if you're listening on either of those platforms, especially iTunes, uh, rate and review if you have a chance. Let's start, Mike, in the AFC East, the New England Patriots. The undefeated New England Patriots, they now have a short week they're hosting Miami on Thursday night. Not too many injuries. The Patriots have been relatively healthy this season, at least at the skill positions. Uh, Brandon LaFell came back last week and I, depending on who you ask, I don't know what the official count was five or six drops for him. So they get somebody back, but you know, he, he kind of ended up hurting him more than helping him, I think.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, he came back, which, which is good news for the, for their receiving depth. He adds a, a different element, uh, brings some size to the table that some of their other guys don't have. And, um, you know they won the game he 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 broke a sweat <laughs> but yeah he he i mean I, i've heard 6 some people are saying 4 some people are saying 5 but anyway he just was not in sync and uh, i don't really think it's anything that we should get too worried about you know he was d- definitely showing some rust but last year he he showed good hands good route running and everything so i think he'll be fine um still not quite ready to um uh, feel confident about putting him in fantasy lineups because Danny Amendola in his absence is kind of, or at least when when LaFell was out and then when LaFell was experiencing the drops in uh, week seven, Amendola is no longer, you know, kind of a random afterthought there. He's 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 found a spot in the offense. So now you got Edelman, Amendola, LaFell, and, um, you know, Edelman's going to get his share of the targets, but LaFell and Amendola are probably going to, um, you know take turns hurting each other's fantasy value um, and uh you know there's st- there's still the issues in the uh, the backfield though I think uh, Dion Lewis who uh was listed as a limited practi- practice participant um, this week, but the Patriots they didn't really uh, they didn't do too much on the field between um, Sunday and the release of Wednesday's injury report. Lewis is listed as questionable and he's a true game time decision uh, that's what Bill Belichick says, and you know what he says about injuries is true. But yeah, I mean Deion Lewis, we kind of went into the last into last weekend thing that he was he was probably going to play. Uh, that was the general consensus. And then Sunday morning, we started getting reports that yeah, he's maybe not going to go. And uh, he ended up being scratched. And uh, James White ended up uh, seeing some snaps, actually a lot of snaps as the uh, the, uh, the you know the replacement there for uh, Lewis. He didn't you know rack up too many uh, fantasy points out of it, but. Uh, it was it was a weird game. I mean, the uh, Le- Le- Le Garrett Blunt had uh, you know been getting the bulk of the carries and uh, seeing some solid production there, and he hardly hardly saw the field. Three carries, minus three yards. That definitely hurt a lot of fantasy lineups. But I do think that this week they're going to return to a more balanced attack, or at least an attack in which uh, he- he'll he'll do some you know heavy running there. I, I guess the uh, the strategy there was. Uh, don't, um, you know, go right at the Jets' big strength, which is, uh, you know, their run defense and their and their, and their front seven there. So that was a game plan, a game flow uh, dependent decision there. And uh, I think that Blunt will probably bounce back, but I'm still not sure if Lewis is going to play. So definitely check in with us before Thursday's kickoff. Right. Very
2: weird uh, breakdown, I guess, if you look at the rushing totals for New England. Tom Brady, First game ever that he led the team in rushing. Only had 15 yards, but that was enough to do it. Like you said, James White got a couple carries. He was more uh, involved in the passing game, targeted five times. Garrett Blunt three rushes, negative three yards. Probably not anything close to a breakdown that we'll see again the rest of the season. The Buffalo Bills are on bye this week. Of course, they were in London. Tyrod Taylor expected to be back after that bye, so he should
1: be good to go for week nine. Yeah, that's a team that could definitely... Uh, they. They need that by i mean they they had four key guys um that were out that week uh against the jaguars, so Sammy Watkins, carlos williams um tyrod taylor they all have they all have time to get better. Percy Harvin doesn't look like he's going to be coming back anytime soon, uh whether it's an actual injury or the personal thing it It sounds like he's just a little bit uh demoralized by the hip injury and just trying to figure out what his you know future holds there. But uh yeah I wouldn't count on him coming back after the bye.
2: Right. Yeah, I think the the Harvin situation is very odd. If you're if you happen to own him in a deeper league, probably to cut. Uh probably time to cut bait. There the Miami Dolphins, uh, as we just said, they have the Thursday game short week for them. They're at New England. No real fantasy relevant injuries uh, as the Dolphins have really drastically turned things around over these last two games. Maybe not the stiffest competition, but I mean, they took it to Houston in just about every way that you could in that first half. Change the coach and uh, change the culture and change the results. Uh, you know, not. This is like the best case scenario that that could happen when you change coaches midseason. You know, usually, there's there's all this talk about changing the culture and things are going to be different now. We have a new coach, and you know, oftentimes it doesn't really materialize. But I mean, two just. Pretty dominating performances, and especially Week Seven, the way that they were able to get up
1: forty-one to zero in yeah. the first and half. Lamar Miller racked up a million fantasy points, and then they they were able to pull him from the game. Right? Uh, I mean, he had, he had what over thirty fantasy points, I think, in most formats. He, and he, he, they just, they just, uh, you know, they didn't bench him. They just decided that uh, they didn't need That's to expose him, to, him. Yeah, exactly. to injury. So you know, Jonas Jonas Gray got in there a little bit of Damian Williams, but yeah, Lamar Miller. One of these days, he's going to get twenty carries, but. Uh, It wasn't wasn't last week. Yeah, exactly. All right, um, the New York Jets,
2: they're at Oakland. That's part of the second wave of games, just two later afternoon games on Sunday uh, due to that London game. Chris Ivory practiced in full. He was hampered last week. He he could be seen on the sideline. They were working on him pretty much from the start of the game, it seemed like he was was laying on the
1: training table. I think that left hamstring thing uh, may have cropped up on his first carry. And, I mean, to the naked eye, he was was definitely not at at, – full strength and he was definitely favoring that hamstring but to his credit managed 17 carries for 41 yards you know a couple catches there and uh, as long as there's no setbacks with that he, sh- he should be ready to handle the full load there and that's he's been doing a great job with that I mean this this last week he didn't put up the numbers but uh he's the guy and um his his uh change of pace backup guy Bilal Powell not practicing again uh on Wednesday so it's uncertain whether or not he's gonna be able to uh suit up this weekend. Not really a big deal unless you're like really digging deep in PPR leagues. Zach Stacy filled in um for him last weekend. Steven Ridley still um still on the pup list there, but they may they may activate him as soon as this weekend. And uh that's not a guy that I'm gonna like be putting in fantasy lineups anytime soon, but uh he may end up uh you know climbing up the chart to uh to become the number 2 the guy there for for the Jets. Uh last note for the Jets, Eric Decker,
2: he did not practice on Wednesday dealing with a knee injury, just soreness. Sounds like he'll probably end up playing the AFC North. We'll start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They play host to undefeated Cincinnati since he was on a bye last week. That's a noon game on Sunday. Mike Vick, limited Wednesday doesn't really matter what happens with him at this point uh one Roethlisberger practiced in full on Wednesday he should be good to go in week eight and excuse me the Steelers are also listing Landry Jones ahead of Vic on the depth chart so you know if you were rostering Vic for any reason if there's any concerns you know with Roethlisberger still being somewhat up in the air although you know everything
1: points to him playing this week definitely time to to get rid of Michael yeah I, I I don't know that Vic is gonna be uh, active this week, even if he's, you know, technically available. Um he does he does still rely enough on the mobility that if his hamstring is not hundred percent, there's no there's no use in making him the primary backup when he could easily tweak it if he is indeed uh, you know, put into action. But uh Roethlisberger, full practice today. Um he's he's not quite ready to totally sign off on playing this weekend, but it sounds like coach Mike Tomlin is expecting him to play and as is the uh, the media that covers the uh, Steelers on a daily basis, and I think it's pretty much going to take a setback on his part uh, to not play. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, mobility is not really his game. So as long as uh, there's no setbacks in practice and and there's no like buildup and soreness from the uh, the added work after the long layoff, it looks like he'll be good to go, and that's that's good news for guys like Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Mark Tavis Bryant
2: yeah yeah all those guys all those skill position guys in Pittsburgh Baltimore they host San Diego that's a noon game uh, just two minor notes for them Max Williams uh, limited at practice Wednesday listed as having knee and ankle issues both seem to be minor and Darren Waller placed on IR he was just a minor contributor for the Ravens just two catches for 18 yards on the season the Cleveland Browns they host Arizona in a noon game that's a tough matchup uh, for Cleveland, Duke Johnson did not practice. Non-injury designation, though.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not too worried about that. Uh, I, I'm, you know, barring some unforeseen circumstance, he'll be back at practice uh, tomorrow. Uh, Isaiah Crowell uh, was was pro- uh, a full participant today, but yeah, that uh, that backfield is once again creating the same kind of headaches it created last season. I mean, last weekend, Tur- Robert Turbin five carries, thirty yards. Duke Johnson six carries, seventeen yards. Isaiah Crowell eight carries for nine yards that that is that is a fantasy mess I mean the only thing that you that you know the nugget that you can come come away with is that Duke Johnson did manage seven catches for 73 yards obviously gives him some value in PPR formats but uh yeah the uh the Browns backfield is uh, another another timeshare it's just a different cast of characters than last year uh jonathan football
2: saw some first team reps at practice on wednesday josh mccown sat out with a shoulder injury
1: sounds like he's kind of iffy at this point um kind of a wait and see approach there yeah definitely i mean the um they're they're not going to make that call till later in the week he wasn't able to practice today um i'm guessing that he's probably going to emerge as available um as the week rolls along but like you said that's hardly a given and manzel um he had a an off-field incident uh, not too long ago, and I guess that's sort of being reviewed by the N- the NFL, and and there's going to be a determination or not as to whether or not there's going to be any discipline. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, but something could emerge there, and uh, you know, if if he's unable to play and McCown is 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 hurting, then uh, it's it's on to the third string. <laughs>
2: All right, the Cincinnati Bengals, as we just said, they're at Pittsburgh. No real fantasy-relevant injuries uh, to
1: keep an eye on for Cincinnati. Is there anything here that I might have missed? Well, yeah, they're coming off the bye, so they're, they're, they're relatively healthy there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, not, not, I'm sure that by this time next week, there'll be a, a key Bengal or two that's uh, dealing with a, an injury. But, yeah, there was only two people listed on their injury report today and, and no one of real uh, great fantasy import.
2: All right, let's move to the AFC South. Jacksonville, they get a bye this week after the London game. Marquise Lee without a timetable. They they haven't really given an update on him, I guess, but you know, the team kinda of said, It's been a few weeks, nothing's really happening. We don't really know what the situation is. He still has that hamstring injury.
1: Yeah, and meanwhile Alan Hearns just scores touchdowns. And um and Alan Robinson is you know, as long as he's healthy, he, he's doing a good job out there. There's there's no real incentive for them to rush Lee back and in even when he is ready, what's his role? Right, and that, that's that's the thing. I mean, Hearns and Robinson
2: have played so well that I think they're the, you know, for sure solidified as the number one and number two guys. Jacksonville could still use a little help, though. I mean, Rashad Green looked good early. He's been hurt. Um, I think there's certainly room for Lee in the rotation. Blake Bortles seems to really have not figured out how to use his
1: tight ends quite yet, and obviously he's only had Julius Thomas yeah, for a Brian, couple games. Brian, uh... Brian Walters, uh, <laughs> of course, sort of disappeared after. Uh, yeah, imagine that. Yeah, after that that explosion in uh, in Week Six. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, Julius Thomas is a little banged up too. Uh, but I think ho- hopefully the uh, the bye will give him enough time to uh, to get better there. All right, the Tennessee Titans they're at Houston in the, uh divisional
2: game. That's a noon game. Marcus Mariota practiced in limited fashion. He should be good to go.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not quite ready to sign off on that. Um that that's definitely going to be something that they determine later on in the week. It looks good, but definitely definitely not quite as secure in saying that he's going to play as maybe Big Ben. Um you know, he did he did have that knee sprain and uh and um yeah, that's that's definitely If you're interested in playing Marcus Mariota this week, uh, check in on our Friday podcast for a little bit more information there. Harry Douglas also did
2: not practice with a rib injury, just kind of an ancillary piece for that Titans team. The Texans, the Tennessee Titans opponent this week, Cecil Shorts, did not practice Wednesday. J.J. Watt, uh, of relevance in IDP leagues, did not practice, listed as having a minor back issue, probably nothing to worry about with him. Yeah, he's going to be fine. Right, I think so. Arian Foster officially placed on IR with that torn Achilles. That's obviously a huge blow for them. Um, and then they cut Ryan Mallett earlier this week, obviously some some off-field things. Uh, finally coming to a head there, and TJ Yates is back, and he's now the backup to Brian Hoyer. So this this Texans season,
1: man, I don't know. I I don't think this is the way they saw it playing out. Yeah, I mean, you you watched Hard Knocks or you didn't, but if you did, um, you you realize that you know they had they had a really good running back, they had a at least on paper a really good defense, and um, but then they had Hoyer and Mallett, kind of the the, the Patriots backup uh, quarterback reunion tour there and uh it just it just seemed like you know that wasn't a recipe for great success uh Ryan Mallett as, as you mentioned um you know not necessarily bad behavior but just uh you know kind of uh not not good timekeeping uh you know m- missing meetings being late that kind of thing and uh Bill O'Brien kind of a no-nonsense guy and uh well, mallet's uh, looking for a new job. Uh, he's got the big arm, so someone's probably going to take a chance on him as a backup. But uh, yeah, that Texans quarterback situation—well, there is stability now. Hoyer's the guy, but uh, not, not not the a kind lot. of
2: ton of stability that you really want necessarily. Yeah. And um, you know,
1: Arian Foster—he's—he's—he's he's, he's out for the year now. Now we got to figure out who—who the—who uh, the guy is who's next in line. And based on what happened uh, when Foster was out earlier in the year, Alfred Blue had a big game in week three in relief of Foster but I think right now it's going to be um, a committee featuring Alfred Blue and Chris Polk maybe Chris Polk catches a few more passes but yeah I mean if you're it's the middle of the season you either owned Foster and lost him or, or any other running back that uh, you, you lost for the season Jamal Charles owners or just people on by it's, it's time to be aggressive and go out and get Alfred Blue if he's still available in your league
2: The Indianapolis Colts, they go to Carolina on Monday. So back-to-back home night games for Carolina. Some favorable scheduling there as they remain undefeated. Um, No fantasy-relevant injuries for the Colts. Uh, Obviously some things still going on with that franchise, but at least they're healthy. The AFC West, Kansas City, they get that London game against Detroit, Charkandrick West, he had a pectoral injury practiced in full. sounds like he'll be good to go. Uh, finally had a big week uh, this past week. Jeremy Macklin also practiced in full. He was held out kind of last second uh, this past Sunday against uh, Pittsburgh, and he cleared the league's concussion protocol, but it sounded like San Diego San Diego, Kansas City, I should say, kind of made their own determination there and held him out.
1: Yeah, I mean, um it seems that they they were just uh, you know doing that for precautionary reasons, so you know Macklin should be fine this week. Uh, and West, you know, he, he was a full participant minute practice today with a pectoral injury. But, yeah, as you mentioned, 22 carries, 110 yards last week. Niall Davis just one carry in that game. And the Chiefs posted depth chart finally recognizes West as the number one running back. Up until uh, a few days ago, it, it, they, they still insisted on uh, listing Niall Davis as the number one guy. But, it, obviously, it's, it's pretty clear that, uh, that he's not.
2: The Denver Broncos, big showdown of undefeated teams on Sunday night. Maybe the best Sunday night game we've had uh, thus far. The, the Broncos take on the undefeated Green Bay Packers. That's in Denver. Emmanuel Sanders, limited for Denver. He was limited at practice on Wednesday. Sprained his AC joint in his shoulder against Cleveland. That was before the bye week. So he's had you know nearly
1: two weeks, but still somewhat unsure. I mean, I think he's going to be able to play. But, yeah, that bye week could not have come at a better time for him. For, that's for sure. Um. You know, at, at this stage, it looks like him and, and DeMarcus Ware are expected to play this week. They should get uh reserve back, Jawan Thompson. Not that that really matters in fantasy unless something happens to Hillman or C.J. Anderson. But yeah, the uh, the Broncos caught a break there with, uh, with Sanders uh, and the bye.
2: Yeah, certainly did. The Oakland Raiders, no real injuries to report from them uh, as they play one of the second-wave games against the Jets on Sunday the San Diego Chargers, they're at Baltimore in a noon game. Melvin Gordon, the third full participant at practice. Antonio Gates did not practice with a knee injury. The Melvin Gordon situation, uh, as far as his workload, I guess, maybe not from an injury perspective, is still kind of questionable. I mean, yeah. we saw we saw the, a, a non-favorable split for Gordon owners again.
1: Well, you know, there was the fumbles the week before. Uh, there was the ankle injury. He was able to play through the ankle injury. There was actually talk heading into last Sunday that uh, Gordon was not likely to play. So, I think his workload was, um, last week, his reduced workload was definitely in part due to the ankle, although he he did play through it, didn't seem to suffer any setbacks, but, you know, limited practice week, especially a limited practice week when you're coming off the fumble issues, so yeah, he he had seven, seven carries for 29 yards, Oliver had nine carries, Woodhead uh, five carries, and 11 catches for 75 yards, so... Yeah, that's, that's part of the problem there with Gordon. Even when he gets back to uh, seeing the majority of the carries, which I think he will rel- you know, in relatively uh, short order, uh, you have Woodhead and, um, and Oliver there in change of pace roles, and especially Woodhead. It, he's he's going to be the guy that gets the passes. So if Gordon's not getting the bulk of the carries, yeah, he's, he's not really helping out your fantasy team. Fantasy football just got a whole lot more interesting in week eight. DraftKings will be hosting yet
2: another Millionaire Maker event. $1.2 million goes to first place. You can go to DraftKings.com now, enter the promo code ROTOWIRE. That'll allow you to play free with your first uh, deposit, I should say, on DraftKings.com. Again, that promo code is ROTOWIRE, R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E. That'll get you free entry now with your first deposit on DraftKings.com. So it's not fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome
1: to the big time. Yeah, quick little backtrack there. Nick, we we didn't really uh, address the Antonio Gates situation too much. right? Um, he did not practice today. It, there's been talk that it could, could be as much of a, you know, it could be a multi-week absence, uh, sprained MCL, kind of his first knee injury that he, that he's dealt with in his career. I mean, he's had a share of aches and pains over the years, but uh, yeah, I am not really optimistic that he's going to go this week. That just, uh, you know, Returns Ladarius Green to some some uh, degree of fantasy relevance. Stevie Johnson working out of the slot sees sees a few extra looks as well. And uh, yeah, the uh, the Chargers were passing the ball like crazy in Week Seven. I think Philip Rivers threw 58 times, so there was a lot of a lot of passes to go around. Well, so. and that was
2: after what 65, 67 against Green Bay two weeks ago. I I mean, I think I said this to DVR on Monday. Like that has to be the record for most consec
1: or most passes attempted in consecutive weeks, right? Yeah, off the top of my head, I don't know, um, but I'm, I'm sure that it, that it's in some sort of uh, top five or top ten list, at least. All right, so now move to the NFC. We'll start in the
2: East. Eagles are on a bye, so not not really a ton of news on their end, but Ryan Matthews, uh, we know, suffered a groin injury during the Sunday night game. Um, not really sure what the deal is with that. Like we said, it's a... You know, they're they're on a bye week so they, they don't really release an injury report. I guess we'll probably get an update on that in the coming days, but I guess the fact maybe that we haven't heard anything about it uh, speaks to the fact that it could
1: be pretty minor. Yeah, and you know, there's always DeMarco Murray around, so th- right. you know, they're if if, Decent if, option. if if either of those guys are are hurting, then the Eagles are not necessarily inclined to rush them back because they they have a capable backup in the case of Matthews and uh, you know, Murray when healthy can certainly handle the the load pretty much by himself nothing for the Washington Redskins either as they're on a bye as well well. Deshaun Jackson we're still waiting for him to get healthy but you know maybe this this bye week will uh will be enough to finally get him back out there yeah we shall see about that The
2: Dallas Cowboys they host Seattle uh that's the other late afternoon game on Sunday Bryce Butler limited on Wednesday with a hamstring injury just kind of a reserve guy for them Des Bryant obviously the biggest name that we're keeping an eye on he continues to be limited in practice as of Wednesday still considered questionable is this one going to come down to game time
1: um I'm I'm thinking no I, I I would really be surprised if they rushed him back this week but I think that if he has a good week at practice they'll probably go into the weekend saying that he's a game time decision but I would really be surprised if they risked they their franchise player, you know. I mean, they need him, but at the same time, it's it's just too risky to 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 throw him out there before he's 100% or or close. And um yeah, I mean, I think maybe next week might be a more plausible scenario, but uh we'll, we'll have to see about that. Joseph Randall did not practice on Wednesday
2: with an oblique injury. Uh he suffered that during Sunday's game. You know something to keep an eye on, but I think the bigger news right now is that Darren McFadden has officially been named the starter. He's the number one running back on that Cowboys depth chart. Um, 152 yards last week. Uh, are we finally getting to see what healthy Darren McFadden can do with a good well, offensive
1: mean, line. We've all seen that, and I'm sure that that's what Jerry Jones and the and the Cowboys brass had in mind when they, you know, they picked up uh, Darren McFadden off the scrap heap. Um, and yeah, I mean when when McFadden is healthy, he does produce, and he looks explosive at times. Um, you know his career is moving on, so you know he's he's no longer an ascending star or anything like that. But yeah, he, he had a great game last week, and as long as he can stay healthy uh, behind that line, there there is some upside. But yeah, do you trust his hamstring? I mean, I trust his hamstring about as much as you trust Marquise Lee's Lee. Hamstring. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, we I feel like we've made that comparison uh, so many times by this point. But yeah, I mean, it's you you certainly can't trust it. There's absolutely no basis on which to trust it, but. You know, on a week to week type of basis, maybe I, I don't think you want to invest too much in him. But I think if you're looking at daily formats, yeah. you know, on DraftKings,
1: I think then that's an option. Well, there was a whole lot of talk that Kristen Michael might be the guy that right. uh, picked up the carries, and, and he did. He did see a little bit of extra action in in week seven, but yeah, McFadden, and, and you know. uh It's always good to have gone to the same college as the uh, the owner of the team. I guess. I mean, I think I think he has has an ally in Jerry Jones. I think, yeah, I think that bought him a
2: little bit of goodwill. Honestly, great great decision by seventeen or eighteen year old Darren McFadden. Some serious foresight there. The New York Giants. They're at New Orleans. That's a noon game on Sunday. Odell Beckham practiced in full. That's great to see. Victor Cruz still not expected to play this week. Still working back. Obviously he had that, that gruesome knee injury last year, uh, but it's the calf that continues to give him trouble.
1: Yeah, uh, he, I don't think he's going to play this week, and, and uh, probably saying the same thing every week. You know, just they they might get some uh, mileage out of him down the stretch, but uh, fantasy owners at least at least a couple weeks away before you could even consider that because not probably not going to play this week and then if he's a candidate to play the following week would you trust him in his first game back no no certainly not let's move to the
2: nfc north green bay uh, as we said they're at denver sunday night randall cobb finally not listed on the injury report was never really much of a chance that he wasn't going to play in this one by any means but Good to see uh, either way, even if it's just kind of a minor designation. Ty Montgomery still not practicing. I think there was some hope coming out of the bye week that he might be ready, but that's starting to fade a little bit. But
1: Devontae Adams sounds like he's going to be good to go after being limited in practice. Yeah, I mean, as long as as Adams is healthy enough to play, the the status of Montgomery probably is more of of more import to special teams. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, with Randall Cobb, as healthy as he's been um, since suffering that initial shoulder injury, that's another well-timed uh, bye week uh, you know, for a player uh, trying to get over kind of a nagging injury there. What do you think is the best timing for a bye week? Like what week is optimal? Obviously you can kind of
2: it, – it's subjective because if you have a bunch of injuries, you know, like, like we're just talking about with Green Bay, it couldn't have come at a better time. There are some other teams that are in the same situation. But you know, if, if, assuming relative health, you know, average health, do you think it's beneficial to have one of those like week four, week five buys, or you know maybe somewhere in the middle, or about week eleven?
1: Uh, the season can be kind of a grind there, and uh, I think right, right smack dab in the middle, like like now, now through week nine, I think is the sweet spot for buys. I think that uh, a lot of teams that have the earlier buys, yeah, sure, it can help, but there's a lot, there's a lot of times where that you know the injuries and the nagging uh, issues haven't quite piled up as much at that stage of the year and typically you know by mid-season every team's dealing with a number of you know aches and pains so you know each situation is different but uh you know if, if, if i had to choose it i would say you know smack dab in the middle of the season sort of breaks things up uh for the team gets right. them a little rest a little recharge of the batteries right right in the middle of the season there
2: yeah, so pretty much in the middle of the season. Obviously, there isn't a midpoint with 17 weeks, but uh, you a know, week seven bye for Green Bay, Denver, Cincinnati, you could certainly do worse. James Starks, the final note for Green Bay, did not practice on Wednesday with a hip injury. Not really sure what the, the story is with Starks. Either way, I think it bodes well for Lacey owners.
1: Well, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see about that. Um, you know, James Starks looked certainly looked like, like the healthier of the two backs the last time they played. So yeah, definitely check and see what's going on there. I mean, Eddie Lacy owners have to be concerned with his recent uh, production. So if Starks is indeed banged up, uh, you know, in any fashion, it could be a break for Eddie Lacy. But that's, I'm not quite sure if that's, uh, if we're going there just yet. Uh, If Starks is able to play, I guess it's sort of a timeshare until uh, we're told otherwise. Uh, Denver's got that tough defense. So not loving that matchup for the running backs anyway.
2: No, yeah, that's one that I'm definitely going to avoid on DraftKings this weekend. But, you know, from just a watching football perspective, I, I really can't wait for that Yeah,
1: game. somebody's going down. I mean, uh, unless there's a tie, <laughs> uh, which <laughs> is technically possible. It, it could happen. Uh, but, yeah, there's, um, you know, two undefeated teams going at it. And uh, on a Sunday night primetime there, that's going to be pretty cool. Probably, uh, I'm, I don't have the uh, World Series schedule in front of me, but... Might be a bit of a conflict there. Minnesota Vikings, they're at the Chicago
2: Bears. That's uh, a noon game on Sunday. Adrian Peterson did not practice. Sounds like he's just kind of dealing with an
1: accumulation of a bunch of minor injuries. Probably not anything to worry about for his status. Yeah, I don't think so. La- last week, there was the illness that uh, led to him being listed as questionable in advance of Week Seven's action. There was what, the chewing tobacco gait. Yeah, and we're not even sure that that's actually the case. There's, there's talk that, uh, that, was a, that was a joke made by... By uh, offensive coordinator, the, the offensive coordinator. But in any case, he did play, uh, managed uh, 19 carries for 98 yards. Uh, still not quite the, uh, you know, the level of overall production that we've been used to seeing, um, you know, from Adrian Peterson in the past. But uh, I don't think that uh, he's in any danger of missing this game. Uh, the Detroit Lions are at Kansas City. As we said, that's the London game this week.
2: Brandon Pettigrew, the backup tight end, limited with an elbow injury. Calvin Johnson just given a
1: veteran's day off. So nothing really to keep an eye on with Detroit. I mean, uh, Pettigrew, his status is not really of great importance now that Eric Ebron is back. And Ebron had a pretty solid uh, week, uh, you know, in week seven there. Five catches, 89 yards, and a TD. So uh, there's a guy who, uh, you know, might help spark that Detroit pass offense and, you know, playing a position where um, outside of uh, the first uh, few guys at the top of the list – You're always looking for deals, uh, and I think he could be a good one uh, as long as he stays healthy there in season-long and in DraftKings. All right, finishing out
2: the NFC North, the Chicago Bears. Kevin White, the only injury we're really keeping an eye on for them now that Alshon Jeffrey is healthy. Uh, The rookie out of West Virginia still a ways away. And really only, the only update that we got on him is week 11 is, is kind of maybe yeah. the target for now. So well, still very, very much up in the air, but it sounds like at some point this season, he's going to be back with the Bears.
1: I wouldn't really count on it, but other than him, when the Bears come back from their bye, uh, their injury report is going to look pretty clean um, when we uh, when we address it next, next time around. I mean, there was several weeks in a row where like it seemed like their entire wideout core was banged up. and. Uh, that 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 situation seems to have uh, worked itself out there favorably for them. All right, the NFC South, New Orleans
2: Saints, they're home against the Giants at noon. I don't have any any injury notes for them. Do you have any? Uh
1: not really. I mean, Marcus Colston is back, but uh you know, his production doesn't really warrant uh, lineup attention at the moment, so not really. I mean, um Benjamin Watson um didn't quite uh, match his um his week six output, but suddenly has found himself as kind of a bottom um, you know, like kind of a usable tight end there in that offense. Uh, I also don't have
2: anything for the Carolina Panthers, who have had really great health, I guess, outside of the Calvin Benjamin injury this season. They host Indianapolis on Monday night. Anything I might have missed there? I mean,
1: uh you know, Keekly's back and all that, so right. um you know, but that's we're not really we don't de- tend to delve too much into the into the IDPs, um, you know, season-long um, leagues that have IDPs. He's he's one of the better ones, obviously, but uh, yeah, not not. I mean, the uh, the daily format hasn't really discovered the uh, the joys of IDPs, at least yet.
2: Not yet. Maybe that's maybe that's to come in the future on DraftKings. Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Austin Safarian Jenkins limited at practice. He hasn't played since week two, hasn't really practiced since then either with that knee injury. Uh, Vincent Jackson also did not practice. He too has a knee injury. He's likely out on Sunday. Tampa Bay said earlier this week that he could miss multiple weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's um, Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, is, is, the, is the guy who put out the report that uh, you know he's hearing that uh, Vincent Jackson could miss multiple weeks. It hasn't really been confirmed by the team. But I mean, you'd have to consider him doubtful this for this week, and then and and then maybe beyond. Uh, and with Safarian Jenkins out, uh, you know, you know, probably going to be at best iffy this week. Louis, Louis Murphy, who was uh, their number three receiver, ended up on IR. So yeah, <laughs> take a look at that uh, Tampa Bay uh, wide receiver depth chart at the end of the week, and uh, you know whoever whoever they uh, have penciled in as the number two guy. Um, Might be worth a extremely, uh, you know, long shot dart in if you're looking for, uh, you know, a plug in in uh, season long leagues and then maybe like a super bargain in daily formats.
2: Uh another team with very few injury issues, the Atlanta Falcons. They host Tampa Bay at noon. No real concerns for them. Obviously Julio was kinda a little bit banged up uh with a hamstring. It might have been a quad injury. I don't exactly remember. Yeah, but he got Uh, nine catches, ninety two yards. Yeah, he's back. Seventeen targets. He's He's fine. He's fine. So it's the next injury.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Because uh, uh, well, let's knock on some
2: wood here. I, I think this table is made out of wood. It, it might be is composite. not. This it's is, not.
1: Yeah. This is. You think it's fake ground, wood? Ground up corks ah. underneath that. I think. Uh,
2: I'll, I'll believe when I see it. The NFC West <laughs> will finish out with the St. Louis Rams. They host. Uh, in-division San Francisco at noon. Trey Mason did not practice on Wednesday, the only real fantasy-relevant injury for the Rams, but that doesn't really matter because Todd
1: Gurley is there. Yeah, this, this guy Gurley, he's apparently pretty good. He's all right. He's looked okay so far. Yeah, I, think he, you know, I think he might be a, a decent player down the road. Got got a couple touchdowns this last week, still still managed 128 rushing yards, uh, looking good, looking fresh. Uh, not really, Just you just don't feel like this is a guy who, Tore his ACL. Um, I mean, less than a year ago, right? No, you
2: would never know. You'd, you, I don't even think he wears a brace. I, I guess I haven't watched too much of him, but no, it, it has no indication. I mean, he, if anything, he almost
1: looks better than he did uh, before the injury. The, you know, you know, you know. i, you know, I, I, know I, I don't happen, but I mean, I've been covering football long enough to to see a development in the impact of ACL injuries. And you know, five years ago, or, or even better, ten years ago. If somebody suffered a a, a torn ACL, um, at best, they might be back in a year to, you know, not even at full strength. Sometimes it took guys a couple of years to get, you know, everything back. But, you know, time and time again over the last few years, we're seeing guys that that are coming back and, and being as good as or maybe even better than they were before the injuries in less than a calendar year. Right,
2: yeah, it used to be, you know, 12 months was kind of the minimum almost, and now it's, you know, if you're if you're taking 12 months, people start criticizing you. I mean, look at Jabari Parker for the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, a guy who's, as we have the Bucks game on in the studio here, um, you know, a guy who's not playing on opening night. It's been just about 11 months, and people are wondering why he's not back, and, you know, like you said, it used to be 12 months plus. I
1: mean, it's a, I think it's a combination of, of just better, you know, training methods, um, conditioning methods, and then just uh, – Advances in medical technology, but uh, it, I mean, and it wasn't even that long ago where, like, the ACL could oftentimes was a career-threatening injury, and now it's just something that guys bounce back from. And 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 Gurley, uh, he's uh, his, his tail is, is 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 good news for any college player of any uh, import who suffers that kind of injury in in, in his last season in the, in uh, in college. Well,
2: I think it's it's really good for. Yeah. Like you said, NFL draft prospects, you know, future guys who uh, who have this situation, you know, there's always, there's kind of been that fear, especially lately, um, you know, Leonard Fournette for LSU, everybody's saying, oh, "Why? you know, he has to play one more year or he can't enter the NFL. He should just sit out. You know, it's so much of that risk is uh, what if he gets hurt and, and he falls from first round to fourth round or something like that. But I mean, when a guy like early gets hurt uh, and and looks like he could have been a top five pick, I think that certainly helps uh, the stock of other guys who might be in similar situations. Seattle is at Dallas. That's one of the late afternoon games in the second wave. Thomas Rawls did not practice with a calf injury. Marshawn Lynch also didn't practice, still nursing that hamstring issue. Sounds like that's probably not anything yeah, to worry I think about. In the
1: case of Lynch, it's probably just more or less a rest day. Um, we'll find out tomorrow. He certainly looked fine um, this this last week. There, 27 carries, 122 yards, a TD, and uh, I guess skittles were consumed, although I didn't witness that.
2: I think that's just taken for granted at this point. I don't, I don't need to witness it. I just assume he's eating Skittles on the sideline. Uh, they did sign Bryce Brown, though, uh, kind of a journeyman veteran guy as, as some insurance in case something goes south with either of those two other running backs. The San Francisco 49ers, they're at St. Louis. Carlos Hyde did not practice, uh, but Jim Tontula
1: said he does expect him to play on Sunday. Yeah, there's, uh, there's talk that he, he might be playing through a stress fracture in his foot, Ooh. and uh, I don't know. Yeah, that I mean, doesn't sound great. It doesn't, and um, you know, like that's something that you want to like monitor over over the next while. There, uh, I mean, he's he's been playing through it. It's it's not like a a, a new thing that just cropped up, but uh, but now that's that's in the dialogue. And uh, when you look back to how explosive he looked in in week one, uh, I, at times I just haven't seen that same player. And that's if that's the case, I guess there's your explanation. And uh, for now, it seems like he's gonna try to tough tough things out there but uh yeah something to keep an eye out there yes for
2: sure the arizona cardinals the team will finish out with they're at cleveland that's a noon game john brown did not practice with a hamstring injury aggravated that uh late last week in practice still ended up playing on monday sounds like they're just trying to preserve him as much as possible and i think he'll end up playing
1: yeah i mean definitely keep keep an eye on that but uh i'd be surprised if he wasn't out there this weekend all right. That, I think that just about does it. So it has to be a, a record-length
2: uh, one for us it's, as far as brevity. I think you joked earlier today that with the Jags on by, we would cut 20 minutes off, and we're at 42 minutes right now. Well, I think that, we're that usually well over an hour.
1: That was the, that was a prediction.
2: That <laughs> was a very <laughs> accurate prediction. Anything else you want to touch on before we head out?
1: No. Uh, you know, There's going to be plenty of stuff to follow as the week goes along, so definitely uh, listeners out there, Keep uh, keep things um, keep keep your computer open there uh, for Rotowire uh, news updates as the uh, the week goes along and listen to our podcast. Uh, there, the other guys are doing a good job there. Right, if you right. and if if there are notes up
2: on players that are just random letters or numbers, just assume that Mike has has collapsed on his keyboard from being up at five in the morning <laughs> two weeks in a row.
1: Yeah, that's. Uh, that's going to be a tough one,
2: but uh, I guess is this the is this the last of the London games? I thought that the yeah. Jags, I thought they'd kind of go out with a bang in London and leave the Jags nope. as kind of the the this final it, act.
1: But <laughs> uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised that uh, you know I obviously should have known this from looking at the schedule previously, but I was like, really, already again? Yeah, back right. It seems like yeah, back to back London games. London is just being pounded with
2: NFL football this year. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to the Roto-Wire Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings.com. They are the leader. In daily fantasy sports, you can use the promo code ROTOWIRE when you make your deposit for a free contest entry today. Also, as Mike said, be sure to check out ROTOWIRE. You can do that free for 10 days if you go to rotowire.com slash pod. I think you can go to rotowire.com slash free. There are a lot of ways. If you just email us, if you tweet at us, we will get you 10 days of access, and that will help you with your fantasy football leagues.
1: And when the Jaguars are back next week at practice... We're going back to at least an hour, maybe you know. We have to make up for it and go two yeah, hours. It seemed like we did well over an hour last week. We we don't really have the scripted folks, no. so you know, if we're not did, reading word for word. If it, if it happens that it's forty five minutes, well, that's that's the way it goes. Uh, but uh, wh- what's the longest podcast we've had? Um, you, you and I? Well, no, just uh, I mean you and I think De- Derek and I and uh, on the
2: one of the NFL podcasts where we recap games. I think it was week two or three before bye weeks. You know, we went. We were breaking down 14 games, and I think we went almost two hours. I've done some long fantasy basketball yeah. podcasts with, with the, with the, the what, great what, James. What Anderson. are the
1: listeners saying? What's the feedback on that?
2: Not getting a ton of feedback. I uh, still haven't received any Jaguars paraphernalia
1: in the mail. Um, yeah, that's right. I mean, like I, I, I put out a call for Nick Whalen to get medium-sized uh, Jaguars jerseys, apparel, hoodies, anything, whatever. And if you have anything laying around, just uh, you know, you can you can look up There Our mailing address is there, and uh, you can you can send all your jag stuff to Nick, uh, or just any fan mail. I mean, uh, <laughs> fan mail. Well, yeah, okay, that's wishful thinking, <laughs> but uh, maybe yeah, next you know, year. We we definitely like positive feedback, but yeah, you know, as, as you say at, at the beginning of the uh, show, you know. Send, send us that good review. We we love those six star reviews. Right. I don't like
2: I said. I don't know if iTunes can allows you to do six stars, but if it does, please do. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody.